Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. Mrs. Dale, thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. In our previous episode, we were at the end of Mark chapter 11, and we saw where the religious rulers had come up to Jesus and demanded by what authority did he do these things. And these things likely referred to the immediacy of what he had done the previous day, overturning the tables, running out the money changers of the temple. But also they wanted to know uh, these things of his teaching of the kingdom of God, these things of the miracles that he was doing, by what authority, by what power. And so uh, he wouldn't answer them. Remember, he'd asked them a question, and then they would not respond. He wanted. He said, uh, hey, the uh, baptism of John the Baptist, was it of heaven or was it of man? And they refused to respond because they realized they were trapped either way they went. Well, chapter 12 continues. Okay, Remember, there's no chapter division, no verse division. Chapter 12, verse 1 says this. And Jesus began to speak to them in parables. Okay, speak to them in parables. Well, who's the them? Okay. Well, we, what we've learned about parables from the beginning was that the parables were given to those who uh, didn't believe, who were without, or who were seeking, and who had yet to believe. And so it could be the people around, and there's no doubt there were people around, and Jesus was speaking the parables to them. In this case right here, he was definitely speaking it to the religious rulers because I believe it just flows out of the context of what we saw at the end of the 11th chapter. So Jesus responds to them, and he begins with this parable. He says this, Mark 12, verse 1, A man planted a vineyard and put a wall around it and dug a vat under the wine press and built a tower and rented it out to vine growers and went on a journey. And you say, okay, well, that's, that, that's some detail right there to set the context, to set the backdrop for this story, whatever it may be. Ah, but it goes much further than that, folks. It really does. If you're actually or reading this in your Bible, more than likely, most of what Jesus said right there would be in all caps. Okay, all caps. So do you remember what the all caps is about? Yeah, that means that it's coming out of the Old Testament. <clears throat> so here Jesus is. He's telling them a parable. Now, he doesn't go and say, okay, time out, everybody. <clears throat> it's parable time. Time for a parable. No, he's just talking to him. And when he would get done with a parable, all of a sudden you realize, oh, he just told us a story. He told us a parable kind of thing. But what he did was he literally quoted Isaiah chapter 5, verses 1 through 2. Then he gave a redacted quote of those two verses right there. Let me read those two verses for us. It says this. This, again, is Isaiah 5, verse 1. Let me sing now for my well-beloved a song of my beloved concerning his vineyard. My well-beloved had a vineyard on a fertile hill. <clears throat> he dug it all around, removed his stones, and planted it with the choicest vine. And he built a tower in the middle of it and also hewed out a wine vat in it. Then he expected it to produce good grapes, but it only produced worthless ones. And you say, oh, okay, so Jesus gave a, you know, a short and redacted version of those two verses. Well, why did he do that? This right here, I mean, from the get-go, had a profound impact on uh, the religionists who were listening. Because they knew that passage of Isaiah 5, and they knew that it was speaking of God. 
and they knew that it was speaking of God in relationship of God to Israel. Okay, and you notice that it was uh, actually quite a loving thing. It says, "My beloved." I mean, you know, it's not a negative thing at all, but it's talking about that. So Jesus is coming along and is using that. And when he finishes saying all this, as a matter of fact, I don't think we'll probably have time to get to the end of today. I thought we might, but it looks like we won't. Let me just read the um, verse 12. Okay? He gives this parable to them, which we'll look at in a moment. But verse 12 says this, And they were seeking to seize him. Okay, that's one reason I know that the religionists are, are the main people who were listening to this and was directed toward them, though everybody heard it. They were furious. They wanted to seize Jesus. Then it says this, And yet they feared the people, for they understood that he spoke the parable against them. So they left him and went away. Jesus wasn't speaking this parable that we're going to see in the next couple of episodes uh, against the people. He was speaking it in relationship to the religious rulers, and they knew it. They wanted to seize Jesus, but remember, they feared the people. We saw that in chapter 11. They feared the people, and now they understood that he was speaking this parable against them, and he used the passage out of Isaiah, which speaks directly to the Most High God and his relationship to Israel, and he's literally pointing the finger at them, saying, you are the ones that are doing this. So what did they do? <laughs> in the verse 12, and so they left him and went away. They couldn't do anything. They left him and went away. Now, the next verse after that, it says, then they sent some people. They went and they planned some stuff, okay? They thought, okay, we got entrapped here. We got to do something. But for right now, I want you to see what's happening right here. Jesus starts off, verse 1, a man planted a vineyard and put a wall around it and dug a vat under the wine press and built a tower. That's right out of Isaiah 5. And he rented out to the vine growers and went on the journey. Now, let's go a couple of verses into this. Verse 2. At the harvest time, he sent a slave to the vine growers in order to receive of the produce of the vineyard from the vine growers. So here's what he did. He's an absentee owner, okay? So he prepares all this, plants his vineyard. Now think about this. A vineyard is not something that you plant, okay, and expect to get a crop from in three months' time, okay? You start getting the initial crop maybe in three years, but even that first crop, my understanding is, is not something that's really useful. It takes four or five years to start really bearing the type of uh, uh, fruit that is useful for a vineyard. So he invested a lot of time. He invested money. He invested resources. He prepared all this. Then he rents it out to these vine growers who are taking care of it. And the guy goes off on a journey. Quite a journey, right? And then when the harvest time comes, when it's time for harvest, he sends a servant of his, a slave, to the vine grower, and he wants to receive of the produce. Now, it doesn't mean, as a matter of fact, the English says to receive some of the produce. He didn't want all of it. He wasn't demanding everything, okay? <clears throat> he wanted to receive of it, of what was rightfully his, his portion, okay? What did they do with the slave that was sent to do that? Verse 3. They took him and beat him and sent him away empty-handed. So a servant was sent by the, the Lord, as, as is described in this passage some, in another verse, uh, that owned everything because he had just hired out these vine growers. He'd rented, them, rented the land to them. And apparently part of the rental agreement was that he'd get a portion of the produce, okay? But when it came time to pay, to put up, 
They beat the slave and they sent him away empty-handed, which means he goes back. Well, verse 4 says that the Lord, again, he sent them another slave. And they wounded him in the head and treated him shamefully. Well, how do they treat him shamefully? Well, we don't know. It's not told right here. But there's several accounts in the Old Testament of how they would treat somebody shamefully. <laughs> One of my favorite ones is where they have uh, shaved half their beard off. Okay, and they'd capture these people. And they shaved just off half the beard. And it was an, an extremely shameful thing within that culture to do that kind of thing. And so that's what they did to this slave. The last one for today, verse 5. And he sent another. And that one they killed. And so were many others beating some and killing others. So this master, this Lord, sent one, two, three different slaves right here. But then it says many others. Okay, And others means there's at least two more. That would be five. But it says many others. He sent a bunch of people, a bunch of people, and they mistreated them. Okay? They killed some. They beat some. They did all these things. And you say, why in the world did he keep sending these people? What, what's the picture that Jesus is painting here? We'll get into that next episode. Okay, Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. I'll see you then. Goodbye.